Welcome to Marking Minute by Presco. From engineered film to safety markers, take a minute to explore the products that impact us every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first inaugural zeroth anniversary episode of Presco's The Marking Minute. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B, and I'm really happy to be on this podcast and really kick things off with a bang. On this podcast, we're going to be unpacking the impact of engineered film and marking products on our lives and really seeing how a product line like this impacts every aspect of our life. We'll do episodes on Presco's history, the almost endless breadth of applications for Presco's products. We'll do thought leader interviews on industry growth and challenges. Really, the options are limitless. But to start things off, we're going to welcome CJ Freeman. He's a national account manager at Presco. In essence, we're going to be making a case saying marking products are safety products. And we're going to be unpacking the varied uses for these marking products and how they can save lives, increase on-site work efficiency, and even act as a vehicle for branding. CJ, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on the first episode. So when I look at Presco's product offering, it's a mix of flags, tape, vinyls, signs, even bundles of whiskers. You really have a wide array of different products. How do you communicate the safety side of your products and really make the distinction that though these are marking products for different applications, they're really safety products and safety comes first and foremost? Yeah, I think the uh, most important part is that word that you had said, marking, and kind of what um, what is it that these products mark? And in most cases, it's going to mark um, an area, often like um, you know maybe a hole, or maybe there's a dangerous electrical line that's exposed um, to protect you know not only just the workers that may be on that site, but also the general public. Um, so really, all the different types of products, whether it be um, our above ground barricade tapes, like caution tapes, to our below ground detectable and non-detectable tapes, which are going to be uh, protecting uh, various utility lines, uh, different flags, even um, some of our roll flagging, just to kind of uh, maybe mark a trail so that you don't um, lose course and, and get into an area that you probably shouldn't be. So really, all these marking products um, can cover uh the safety aspects of, um, you know, various industries and, um, you know, used kind of all over the place. It's kind of funny. You'll start to see these things um, really everywhere you go. Yeah, and I think the wide array of different products you have really speaks to the different kinds of needs people have for, you know, bringing a marking product on site, um, using it for you know, roping off a different side of a parking lot or using it to make sure people aren't stepping on a giant manhole, right? So, I mean, it's from one end to the other, it could be a little more practical. It can be more necessary. It can be life-saving um, during, you know, critical, um, critical health issues or when you have people heading to third world countries and assisting during disaster relief. I mean, your product line is really quite diverse. Um, when Presco was building its product line, how did it identify all the different marking needs? Because um, it almost feels like you could keep building and building and creating new products to fit new needs. Yeah, I think the, you know, the 
I think there's kind of two parts to that. I mean, there is some obvious um, areas. Obviously, barricade tape, caution tape, danger right. tape, things like that have been, you know, used for long periods of time, and it's obviously a natural fit, um, you know, for us. Granted, you know, we're a 75 year old company, and we've been evolving uh, manufacturing products for a long time. The second part of that, I think, is kind of speaks towards how we um, bring value to our customers. And we listen to our customers. Our customers are um, what actually I like to call partners, and they are distributors of our product. And we listen to them. And a good example on that would be um, our safety fence that we have just come out with. Um, it's basically four different um, types of fence, kind of a good, better, best, and then one customized option. Um, but that had been something that our distribution partners were getting asked for by their customers, and they looked to us to see about um, what we could do to provide that for them. Um, you know, it took it, it took a few years. We, you know, we, we're not going to offer anything into the market unless we're 100% confident that right. it's uh, one quality and two going to be at a price point that um, that works with the market. But um, so I think that's it, it's really kind of two parts. It's one, it's kind of the natural, obvious things, and then two, listening to our distribution partners on what is in the mar- what's demanded in the marketplace, and also using our knowledge too in the marketplace to even tell our distribution partners, Hey, you know, we're getting a lot of um, feedback based on, you know, some of the different um, audits that we're doing out in the field. And these are different products that you're going to probably want to put into uh, to your line as well. So it kind of works a bunch of different ways. And I'd say, I mean, you said it yourself, obviously, but definitely one of your most popular products is that barricade tape. I think it's what, everyone's mind turns to when you think of a a marking product or a safety product it's that caution cuidado tape right for some industries like construction or aec in general i think your products are really ingrained into their daily operations and it's probably easier to make the sale there but what are some industries that you sell to that are a real challenge for your sales reps industries that don't think they need your offerings or, you know, it seems more like an extra add-on than a necessity uh, or even industries that just need more customized, unique solutions every time. Sure. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say that it's definitely industry, industry specific. Um, I would say our biggest hurdle with our customers is just apathy. Hmm. And I think what our biggest goal is, and when we're kind of in those intro stages of getting our customers to understand exactly the different uses of the product, how they can grow their business incrementally. Um, it's something where we have to kind of break old habits. And so I wouldn't say that I would put that on a specific industry per se, but it's more of just kind of customer, um, you know, customer to customer, you know, basis. And so I think if we're able to, like I said earlier, bring, show how we can bring value to these distribution partners and how they can turn that, over to their customers to build their customers' business, to supply their customers with product, um, it, it starts to kind of organically uh, grow, and then you kind of get past that apathy stage. You know, it's, it's cliche, um, but we tell our customers, you know, if you're not selling these marketing products to your customers, they're buying it from somewhere else, and there's a good chance they're probably buying it from your competitor. So let's figure out a way that we can work together in order to get this product offering right, you can use our knowledge and our um, know-how to get this in, and then we can help you market it. We can do training courses and just make sure that your customers know 
um, that you have it. Cause a lot of these customers go to these, you know, specific, uh, distribution partners for maybe, you know, five to 15 items that they've always bought from them. And they may not even know that they have marketing products. So it's really something that we have, you know, have to push our distribution partners on. If you can keep this top of mind, your customers are going to use it. Yeah, I, I love that. And I mean, maybe eventually you'll see some of these industries where it's not quite as ingrained into daily operations like it is in in AEC or law enforcement. Uh, you might start seeing those industries pick up on bringing these products into their daily operations. Um, I guess I, I really think that is the end goal for a company like Presco, right, is finding ways to get your product into every project within an entire industry because it's not really like they have to go out of their way to bring these products into their daily operations either. That's kind of the whole point is that they're there to assist in daily flow. You know, I think the, the one thing that's really important to look at is there's obvious natural places that you're going to, that, you know, you as a consumer are going to go find uh, marking products, whether it's a, you know, a professional um, needing to get products for a construction job or even a do-it-yourself person, you're going to go to some more of the traditional hardware segments um, or even kind of construction supply. I think with some of the more specialty um, distribution groups, whether it be somebody who works in datacom and electricity um, or electrical, is, you know, expressing the importance of, you know, your customers still need this product, and although they may not be asking you for directly, it's probably because they're going and buying it at some of these other more traditional outlets. That being said, you can take that business and move it over, um, you know, to what they're currently buying from you and therefore helping out your customer because they're able to consolidate a lot of purchases and, um, you know, for the distribution partner, it's a great opportunity to uh, gain margin um, through these products that are going to be continually and repeatedly bought uh, by your customers. Right, exactly. So let's get into some of the best practices for these products um, per industry. And I know you said kind of the, the per industry isn't the biggest challenge for when you're trying to make the sale, but each industry utilizes your products kind of differently, right? I mean, each one has, I think, need for caution tape in some form or fashion, but the more specific ones impact certain industries differently. So what are some of the best practices per industry for your products that are really essential best practices for effective use? Yeah, I think overall, um, product availability is extremely important. Um, You know, most end users... Uh, such as like a general contractor or a locate professional, they don't have time to wait on product. So if they go in and they need, um, you know, a locate professional needs flags or roll flagging in order to perform a job, they need that as soon as possible because until the locate person gets there and is able to locate the different utilities underneath the ground, no other work can get done. So you kind of are moving to that, you know, I need this now type thing other than, you know, oh, we can wait on it a little bit. I think from a best practices standpoint, our most effective programs with our distribution uh, distribution partners start with a managed inventory program. And this program essentially ensures that we have the correct product at the time that our customers need it. And we're currently watching, you know, different inventory levels because the last thing that we want 
is a customer to come in, whether it be for an order that may even be bigger than normal, and you're not able to um, supply that customer product. You know, I, I, I know we've done some marketing campaigns, uh, call them stock out, walk out. And, um, you know, a majority of customers, if the product's not available, they're going to walk out, whether it be a branch um, or even, you know, walk away from the, uh, the sale overall. So that's uh, one, you know, one big thing that we stress to all our customers. And then the second part is customization. Customization is so important, whether it be, um, you know, with pesticide science, for example, there's different state regulations all over the country. Um, so everybody has kind of different rules. Um, but one thing that we're noticing is if we're able to customize the pesticide signs um, with a customer's name, an area for a date, certain information that that state may require, that's a big bonus to um, our distribution partners because if they're able to just go ahead and have the things pre-printed, it prevents someone in the field from forgetting to write the company name down or write a phone number down, um, which if, you know, you're not doing the things that the regulations of that state are requiring, uh, then that customer of yours can get in trouble um, for, uh, quite frankly, um, not uh, abiding by the law. So that's one example of the customization, but even, you know, customizing flags, um, you know, if you're an end user landscape company, just putting your name on there. I mean, what's a, you know, just a plain green flag as opposed to a branded flag with your company's name on there, maybe a phone number. It's just one extra way um, that you can brand your company and it really doesn't cost much. It's probably the most effective for the price um, advertising option that you would have. So, right, probably a little cheaper than a than a highway side banner. Yes, <laughs> and you'll get you you will get tired of seeing your name all over town. It's right. funny how that works. Yeah. All right, CJ, we're going to put your product knowledge to the test now, now that we've kind right. of unpacked it. So I'm going to lay out five different scenarios, and I want you to tell me which of your products you think would be best in that situation and why. And I kind of mapped each of these to a product I thought would best serve the situation, so I know Presco definitely has something for each of these. So let's start with a makeshift valet parking area. What would we use? Okay, a makeshift valley parking area are pennant flags, which we carry both standard and OSHA rated. The OSHA rated would actually be probably a little overkill for the valet <laughs> since they're used for, you know, roof applications, things like that. But I would say pennant flags and then our reinforced barricade tape. So our reinforced barricade tape is something that essentially you could not tear if you tried to, um, and it's woven with some fibers in the tape. We've actually had um, some uh, some of our employees have their kids tow a truck with it just to show how wow. strong it is. But I think what what is good for that is it's something that you're if somebody were to accidentally back into you know a normal barricade tape, it may tear. This product's going to stay up a lot longer, um, and it's got great visibility um, when a lot of these ballet things happen at night. Right. Same with the pennant flags. Love that. All right, let's do if you were installing a campus-wide irrigation system. Campus-wide irrigation system, I would say there's three different applications or three different products that we could use for this. Obviously, the most common is going to be the stake flags, the marking flags. Yep. 
um, where you, and this is where you could have your cup, co- you know, company's logo on there and it's going to be all over campus. Um, roll flagging, you know, this can be tied to certain trees, um, certain stakes to kind of, you know, whether it's going to mark a, a boundary. Um, we have different types of patterned, uh, roll flagging that can stand for different things. Um, if there's something that's, uh, you know, maybe there's some shrubbery or some tree areas that you definitely don't want touched or affected by any kind of digging that you would do with an irrigation line, you would put that up and that would notify uh, that irrigation contractor to kind of stay away from that area. And then the, the third thing, which most people um, may not know about as well, like stake flags, would be the whiskers. These items can be nailed to a wood stake to um, be like a, you know, a heavy-duty marker, um, or they can actually be nailed directly into the ground and great for high-traffic areas where maybe a stake flag or marking flag would get run over. It would pretty much be ruined and just kind of lay there on the ground. These whiskers can actually be run over by, a, you know, like a, a golf cart or a light truck, and they're going to basically pop back up. So um, you won't move that marking area where you may be marking uh, for the irrigation system. Love it. Nice. Very detailed answer there, CJ. <laughs> you definitely know your stuff. Um, okay, this one should be a little easier. Crime scene. Crime scene, the nine, you know, I think this is the one that everyone sees on the news or on CSI or whatnot, and that's going to be our barricade tape. Yeah. Uh, police line do not cross. This is going to be set up for a very important boundary so that, you know, certain things aren't disturbed within a crime scene. Um, this is definitely a, one of our bread and butter, uh, products. And so I would say, uh, definitely the barricade tape. Love it. Okay. This one is a little more specific. Um, but I know one of your products definitely tailors to situations like this, and it's definitely a more critical situation than some of the others. And that would be a disaster relief tent. Yeah, um, you know, on our marking product side um, is, I would say, the safety fence is going to be um, the most important part. And these safety fences are going to actually create a true boundary that's going to keep, you know, certain people out of different areas that they shouldn't be in. It can protect the boundary of that disaster relief tent. Um, and it's just a more... Um, a heavy-duty way to establish a boundary, especially for some of those important areas where people shouldn't be entering. And then, you know, the second more um, obvious uh, product that we carry is our triage tapes, you know. Um, I know it's not, you know, the best topic to talk about, but, you know, things happen, disasters happen, and you need to be able to properly mark um, certain areas. And um, so there's parts where, you know, um, maybe this zoned area is going to be quarantined or unfortunately maybe there's a, you know, a deceased person or persons, um, you know, in a home or in a setting where you would need to identify that for the first responders. Uh, so our different triage tapes are definitely something that you would want to have as part of a disaster relief effort. Definitely. And then the last one I wanted to test you on is, I think, one of your most unique products. And, okay, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to give you too many hints, but let's let's start with the scenario. It would be construction site mapping and aerial location scouting. Yeah, that's actually um, a, 
you know, a growing part of our business, especially with a lot of the drone technology um, out there for, you know, our geomatics uh, customers or survey customers. Um, so they would usually use, you know, our roll flagging, our stake flags, but also what we call aerial targets. And those aerial targets are going to help identify, um, you know, certain areas of interest on the ground for whether it be a drone or um, what you would formally use for aerial mapping, whether it be a, a plane or um, a helicopter. And it's just a way to mark something that you can see visibly through the air. Um, and the roll flagging and the state flags are just um, complementary components of that. They're going to have that high-vis um, film on there, so you're going to be able to see that from um, long dis- longer distances as well as um, above the ground. So I would say those three items are uh, intricate for the construction site mapping and location scouting. Which is really neat that you have an entire product and product line that is servicing an industry that's relatively fresh. I mean, I'm not saying drones are so new that they just, you know, cropped up in the last year or so, but even let's just say in the last decade, I mean, the the increase of drone usage, both commercially and on the consumer end, is pretty incredible. And I think it's always interesting to see how one industry, when it explodes, creates all these other little tangential industries that can capitalize on that explosion and and really branch out into new markets. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So lastly, I wanted to touch on another selection of your products. Um, and this one ran originally as your 1776 line, which are all made in the USA. I know they're no longer categorized as 1776, but the products are still in your offering. So I wanted to get a sense for when did you roll this out and why was it important for Presco to have a product line that was made in the USA and was by American Act compliant? You know, Presco's been manufacturing um, products in the United States for 75 years. And, um, you know, obviously, as different regulations have changed um, over time, um, we've adapted. We're really good at adapting to um, different markets. Um, and this is a great example. And, you know, first and foremost, you know, USA made means quality. And quality products require less maintenance, which for our customers, which means that you know, at the end of the day, our customers and their customers can focus on the job at hand and not have to worry about, you know, putting back up, you know, faulty barricade tape or having to go back into a forestry application and reapply thousands of uh, roll flagging pieces to, you know, different tree lines. I mean, these things sound like, you know, it's, it wouldn't be that big of a deal, but if you look at the amount of time required to go back and fix, you know, you know, a product that may have been used um, that's not up to the quality standards that Presco products are, it's um, it's pretty impactful. So, um, you know, we're still developing things every day um, in our new in our production facility to meet the demands of the market. Um, but you know, we're the premier marking products manufacturer in the U.S. for a reason, and we. Um, plan on staying that way for a while. And I think you can see some specific added benefits to having your product line or at least part of your product line be manufactured in the U.S., especially when you're dealing with products that are pretty essential for safety operations or just have have safety imbued in their nature, right? So what kind of benefits come from having your safety products be American-made? 
And do you see Presco expanding that product line into more of your diverse offerings and why or why not? Um, first, yeah, um, you know, when you have full controls over uh, the manufacturing product, I mean, you know exactly what's going into that product. It's no different than, you know, take the food industry, for example. You know, you see a lot of this organic, antibiotic-free, you know, all these things that go into how the, uh, you know, the chicken or the beef came to your table and, you know, you know exactly what's in it. This is really no different. You know, a lot of uh, there's a lot of restrictions in the United States in regards to what you can and can't manufacture and what chemicals or what components you can use. Um, those may not necessarily, uh, you know, be the same in other countries. Um, you know, you can see China, for example, um, there's, you know, shortcuts that you can take. Um, for example, you know, in plasticizers, you know, if you can save a few cents by using a, you know, a component to a plasticizer that may not, um, be environmentally conscious or, um, you know, may pose a little bit more of a health risk, but you can save some money. A lot of, um, overseas manufacturers will do that as part of a, you know, what they would see as a competitive advantage. And what I see is just a, a short-term Band-Aid on something that's going to create problems down the road. So bottom line is is we know what's in our products, um, and we're going to continue to develop new products um, that fit in with our customers' needs and um, what the market demands. I love that. I mean, I think in essence, Presco is very much a flexible company, and like you mentioned with your drone-specific product line, um, you're going to continue to expand as other industries expand because a lot of industries need marking products and a lot of industries need to make sure that their employees and people that might be wandering near their work site stay safe. So it'll be interesting to see how your product line continues to evolve, and I'm excited to bring you back on in the future to analyze that. But until then, CJ, I'd like to thank you for joining us on the first episode of the Marking Minute. I uh, really enjoyed getting to chat with you. Yeah, I appreciate it, and I'll come back on anytime. Thanks. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Presco's The Marking Minute. If you'd like to listen to previous episodes or get some of our other content, you can head to www.presco.com or you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.